Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of The Living Spirit, a story of spiritual awakening, spiritual communication, healing energies, and a guide to inner soul awareness for effective living in these challenging and changing times. Today I am most delighted to welcome Maureen J. St. Germain, author of Waking Up in 5D, offering eye-opening stories of fifth-dimension experiences from students and from her spirit guides. Part of our, our energy is living in our third-dimensional plane, but life is changing rapidly now, and many of us are prepared and excited to move to higher frequencies of consciousness. Hello, Maureen, and thank you for joining us today on Healing from Within. You are quite welcome. I'm very happy to be on your show, and what a great intro. Fabulous. <laughs> Thank you. Maureen, as listeners of this show have realized over the years, my guests and I share intimate and amazing stories of working with universal energy and source and of aligning to higher awareness of who we are as spiritual beings having a physical life, for it is our natural birthright to create and manifest the future with opportunities for more compassion, love, and empathy. Then there will be a greater connection between what is perceived as heaven and what is perceived as earth. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Maureen J. St. Germain, the founder of Transformational Enterprises and the founder of Akashic Records Guides International, who is an author, musician, and producer of more than 15 guided meditation CDs, will discuss the rapidly changing environment of your ascension, the ascension of humanity and the planet that will bring phenomenal opportunities that the fifth dimensional energies have to offer. Maureen, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and a person, place, or event that may have been a clue to the adult they would become and the work and lifestyle and values they would embrace. So think back because I think the blueprint is there from the very beginning of our soul journey. I think journey. so too. I think so too, and I think you bring up a really sweet way to talk about it. I can think of uh, one like an inner awareness, and then a second, an actual experience that I had that kind of set the st stage for everything else. Um, the first thing is I was always aware that I was being watched, and it wasn't like being watched in a fearful way, but I was aware that I was being monitored, if you will. And I, um, I also was aware that there were beings that were not so benevolent, that were also monitoring me. And I also felt like I needed to be invisible to those beings, and obviously that the other awareness was, um, you know, that I was safe. And so in the backdrop of growing up on a very large vegetable farm where the only place we went was, was to church on Sunday, and we were in Catholic church for an hour, and then, you know, the rest of the day was uh, free. But I didn't watch, I mean, as a child, we didn't watch TV or do, um, you know, go to movies or any of that stuff that maybe a more urban environment might provide. 
so that was my life. And then the thing that happened that kind of foretold the future was I discovered that we had a book on the lives of the saints. And it was a really thick book, like a real old-fashioned dictionary kind of a book, you know, maybe five inches thick, and it was gold leaf, and it was beautifully bound. And I went through that, and I loved this book. And one day it wasn't in a bookcase. And I lo- remember looking, thinking, that's funny. I put it back here. Who took it? <laughs> no, I didn't go to who took it. That's the funny thing. I never, ever went into, into that kind of energy. I just wondered, where is the book? And I immediately saw where it was in my mind's eye. So I got a chair from the kitchen, and I climbed on the chair, put it, you know, put it in the closet that it was hidden in, and climbed on the chair, went up to the very top shelf, pulled it down, and then put the chair back and did my usual shtick with the book, and then uh, put it back in the bookcase where it belonged. My mother never hid it after that. She hid it? Why did she hide it? Because it was beautifully bound and it was gold leaf, and I was a kid. Why? Did, why would you do that? Oh, she didn't want. Oh, she didn't want it to get. Oh, I see. She wanted to protect. She wanted it, it to remain nice, and she didn't think I would handle it well. And yeah. it wasn't that she didn't trust me. It was just that you know I yeah. was using it a lot. <laughs> you know, I have to tell you a little story. Years ago, uh, when I started to study Reiki energy healing. I met a man uh-huh. from England in a shopping center, and his name was St. Germain. And he said yeah. to me, uh, there is an energy, and uh, the energy of St. Germain, who was Joseph in one life, and then St. Germain in another. And he said, if you just say this little prayer to protect yourself in the purple fire and the light of St. Germain's healing energy, you will be able to protect yourself and send energy to that part of your body that needs it. And I never forgot it. And it's it's mm. just, it's just uh, names have a great deal of energy and power. Yes, they do. And yes, they so do. Uh, it just brought back to me that story. And so I thought our listeners might like to, kn- to know about that. So it's the purple energy of St. Germain that can be used for healing and to protect against some of the negative energies that you were talking about earlier. Because like anything, mm. there is a duality. And we do want to align ourselves to the best energy possible. So exactly. let's, yeah. So let's go on to what's your definition of 5D? 5D is the version of the reality that looks like what heaven should look like. So your abilities are connected. Your connection to God is tangible. Your relationships are heavenly. And another way to look at 5D is to say it's the vibrational expression of when you fall in love. When you mm, fall in that's love, nice. you know, yeah. You Unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, nobody can touch you. you. You know, you can't get upset. Oh, they're just having a bad day. <laughs> and it's with the absence of fear. So you're in a frequency of unconditional love with the absence of there where compassion rules your emotions. And in 3D, in the three-dimensional life we're living right now, uh, that's not the way it is. 
Well, you know, you make a really good point because the absence of fear is a really big deal, and there is a lot of um, attempts to keep humanity in fear. Uh, I don't think it's succeeding. I think people are stepping into their power anyway. Yes. But when we're in fear, it's hard to be in our place of power, but people are cutting through. I am hearing story after story after yes. story. And so the projection of fear isn't as powerful as it used to be. No. You know, it's funny, but many years ago, I would say about 20 years ago, I was a skeptic. I was not trained <laughs> in these metaphysical uh, ideas and values and I was very much of the physical world and ego-minded reality. And mm-hmm. at some point I started to have what you would call a midlife crisis and pain in my heart, and I realized something was missing, and I guess I was missing the mark. Well, yeah, and I think that's what everybody's doing, really, when you think about it. Everybody's finding how they can shift and change and experience their experience and once it happens you can't go back it's forward it's onward but you know what at that time when that was happening the words time and space and heaven and earth were constantly flowing through me and I wanted to know how to bring heaven to earth I said how can we live because I know it's right around us. It's the energy and dimension. And as I discovered uh, that uh, physical life is not all there is, and our energy or soul spirit leaves at the end of life, I did hospice work for years, volunteer work, I and I and it became very attuned to um, spirit and messages for people, intuitive messages and healing. And I, uh, I said, well, how can't we bring it? Because it's not really far away. It's around us. It's within us. It's like the life force. And so that was the fifth dimension calling me. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And the interesting thing is this is happening all around us. And what I discovered is that there is a language, a, a set of words that reinforce this evolved state of being and there are words that drop us back into 3D and if we consciously choose those words in either one way or another we actually empower ourselves to stay more fifth dimensional so once we know those words we can be proactive and ahead of the curve so when we go into that place of bliss or that place of joy we can stay there by being aware of our language and that's one of the biggest ahas I had was when I realized that when people use certain words, I was cringing. You know, like you cringe yeah, yeah. when someone who's a really heavy person, you know, they heavily swear, yes, or they use yes. a lot of harsh language. You just kind of cringe and you want to pull back. And I found that just regular words were doing that to me, but they were a certain kind of words, like I have to, mm-hmm. or I won't, or I can't. And these are all disempowering words. They're saying that there's some power over me that forces me to do X, Y, Z. You know, I have to go get my kids at school. I have to meet my friend for dinner. I have to um, get to bed by 9 o'clock. 
no, nobody has to anything. Yeah. Nobody has to anything. And once you decide that that's true, then you're choosing. You know, I want to get to bed early because I have an early morning airplane flight or I'm I'm going to get my kids now because I like picking them up on time. They feel happier when I'm always early. That's yeah, I have that list in front of me, the words of power to replace common language. And like you, I became very aware that words were hurting me and I physically didn't mm. feel well when I would hear certain things. And I, I could understand that people just weren't at that level of evolvement yet. So uh, they, would, they will get there at their own time. But words like instead of saying I should... You say, I choose. It's too difficult. I never say that. I choose to make it fun and easy. It's Mm -hmm. not my fault. Well, I think I'm responsible, so how can we fix it? It's all Mm -hmm. a different tone, and it's all a way of taking personal responsibility and uh, moving you past the mindset of uh, limited ego uh, re- uh, and limited ego reality, which is not true anyhow. It's a misconception, <laughs> misperception. It's not real anyhow. All these labels and words that uh, people have given us since we're children and uh, telling us how to express ourselves and how to be in the world when we need to find that from within our own heart and soul. And it was there with us when we were born. So it's nothing. We don't have to find it. It's already there. We just allow well, you it know, to express ourselves in that way. I think, I think that, yeah, I think that that's true. But I also think that people are so accustomed to dipping into the well of their experiences and their uh, belief systems that they forget that they could dig deeper that they could ask more questions, and then they will find that resonance in their heart that you found when mm-hmm. you started exploring and looking at life and saying, wait a minute, that's not all there is. And then to have skills open up like yours did. You know, you're at the front of the curve. You're like one of the way showers that are helping people to say, wait a minute, I'm just like you. You know, this can happen. Yeah. That's why it happened when it did and how it did. And I had to live a real physical life of skepticism until I was sensitive like you were as a child also. And I was aware of something, but there was no one in my family who encouraged any of that, uh, you know, extreme imagination and feeling uh, that something was around me. I was feeling energy on me. And, <laughs> you know, I would look for private places to be also, to play mm-hmm. with a doll or read a book where mm-hmm. I would be somewhat more protected from energies that I guess I didn't understand, but I didn't want to be near anyhow. So uh, what happened to 4D? Why are we jumping from 3D to 5D? Um, 4D is also polarity-based. So first let's talk about the fact that the dimensions are like nested Russian dolls. Mm -hmm. When you're in a higher dimension, you can see into the lower dimensions. When you're in the lower dimensions, you cannot see the higher ones. So no matter what level you're at, that's the highest you can go, but you can always look 
adds at dimensions that are lower than you. So what mm-hmm. began to happen is people were learning to um, express their emotions. And the fourth dimension is loaded with emotion, and it's loaded with more intensity and more purpose. It's also, because it has a polarity quality, there is a quality of fourth dimension that represents the astral plane and energies that aren't so um, pleasing to us. And so a lot of people have this fear of the fourth dimension, but fourth dimension is a portal. And I like to joke around that it's like Grand Central. You know, nobody (laughs) goes there to spend the night. You go there to get somewhere else. You go there to get on a train or in an airport. You go to the airport to get somewhere else. You never go to the airport because you want to go shopping. You know, that happens because you're there, but not because that was your destination. And so once people begin to realize that fourth dimension has been used as a portal and that nexus is shrinking, so the polarity that's there, you know, can pull you down because it does have a faster quality and it's faster moving. So, you know, when you get into a, a negative spiral, sometimes you get to, you pull into it really dark and deep. But other times when you're in a joyful place, it pops you right up into fifth, into this higher, higher zone. And that's one of the benefits of fourth. So we're never intending to stay in fourth, which is why we're really jumping. We're not exactly yeah, jumping. Yeah, I, I think... We're going through the portal. I but think it's faster spirit, and faster. Yeah. yeah, I think spirit made it that way. The third dimension we have spent a lot of time in. The movement is linear. There are cause and effect uh, thinking going on. It's about physical, mental, and emotional bodies. But the mm-hmm. fourth dimension, as I was reading this description in your book, uh, is not a place we would want to be. It's sort of what's happening in the political structure right now <laughs> of our country. A little bit. The whirlwind yeah. Yeah. and high high intensity and vortex exactly. energy. But we can't stay there. It's only a way to propel us forward to the fifth dimension, which you describe as peaceful, knowing, joyful, our new now, and multidimensional and directional with thoughts and speech and action are in alignment with it, our integrity or our soul essence. So, yeah, thank goodness I now understand <laughs> the jump you know, from I'd the like third to, dimension I, to the yeah. fifth. And you right. know what? You also give some wonderful uh, ways of describing some of the benefits you will be, begin to know in the fifth dimension, like greater sleep. Tell us something about that, some of the benefits you're going to really feel. Well, I'd like to talk a little bit about people sliding between the dimensions um, and give a story that uh, someone told me today on a radio show, and that was where she was coming out of the the, um, locker room to go for a swim, and the older lady thought she was a man, somehow with her short haircut or something. And so... You know, she finally convinced her that she was a woman, but it frightened the older woman because she thought that there was a man in the locker room and she was mm-hmm. quite, you know, upset. You have to leave, you know, like that. And then when she came back 20 minutes later after she had done her laps, the older lady was waiting for her. And the older lady was ready to apologize and was so concerned that she had hurt her in this way. And obviously the older lady was carrying a wound from 3D, Mm -hmm. a a pattern. Maybe she's not connected to third dimension, but the habit of being suspicious is still there. 
And then when she had this encounter and, you know, the lady said, no, no, I am a woman. And she, you know, looked closer and realized that she was totally mistaken. Then she wanted to make it right. That's 5D. And what happens in 5D is that you get to feel what everyone else is feeling. And so in that moment of the woman being okay with what happened, you know, not fighting back, not arguing with her, just saying, no, I am a woman, but not making her wrong or saying, you stupid old woman or anything like that. Instead, she says, no, no, I am a woman. It's okay. So she's trying to reassure her. That woman slipped back into 5D, and in that moment, she could feel the discomfort that she had caused the swimmer. Right, and she wanted to take responsibility and make it right. And it's such an easy thing to do. But we haven't been taught that in 3D. We've been taught to compete instead of cooperate. We've been taught to survive. You know, what is the saying? Um, um, You know, the best man wins or uh, whatever. We have been taught to uh, deny our softer sense of soul and peacefulness and love and compassion and empathy. So you you give specific steps one can proactively take to be mm-hmm. uh, to be in five D. Mm-hmm. And you say we have to practice discernment and non judgment. Very important. Get rid of the good and bad dichotomy because there's really no good or bad. There's only experience. And we right. must learn a few new words and grow our vocabulary. But I like the description you gave of the benefits of being in 5D, like beginning to see beauty in everything. Give mm-hmm. us a few more things of what people will uh, hold close to their heart when, well, when they are aware in, of this. When you become in 5D, it's very interesting because you see beauty everywhere. And so then you're pointing it out. Look at that beautiful tree. Or isn't it, isn't that building amazing the way it looks right now in the light and so you're you're noticing your life instead of like zoning through it and being half asleep so that appreciation of beauty brings you joy and it brings others joy so you're lifting other people up around you and then another benefit is the idea that you're sensitive to what's going on with someone so when they're having a tough time even when you don't know why you can say are you okay do you need something can i do something for you and that creates a new level of empathy and a new uh expression in you it doesn't mean we're going to lose our creativity all the contrary we're going to have lots and lots of creativity but we're not going to need to explore the dark side of letting people down and hurting one another. So another benefit is that you're in alignment with what's going on. So even when you don't know how this happens, everything works. And I'll give you an example. The very first time, and this goes back maybe 20 years, I said out loud, I am claiming a day of heaven on earth. I came home from an airplane trip There was an inch of water on my basement floor. I could hear water running. I couldn't find any open faucet. And I was totally like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And so the first thing I did was shut off the water main. Then I called my neighbor, who was very expert on how to run a household. I had not really a lot of experience. And he said, well, let's call the plumber. The plumber came on time. The plumber only charged me $120. The plumber 
cut the wall where I told him to cut, and that's right where the leak was because, again, I was in alignment, so I knew where the leak was. My neighbor came back over and put a um, fan in the wall, you know, between the walls to dry everything out. I went to the bank and the post office, and when I came home, the phone was ringing, and the airline that I had called earlier in the day to ask if I could catch a later flight because of my drama of water, mm-hmm. and they had waived the fee, by the way. Now they're calling me to say both of the feeder flights into Chicago are running an hour late. Is there any way you can make the earlier flight, which is now leaving an hour later, because then you'll make your connections? And I said, yes, my well, you say you say you were Maureen <laughs> in alignment, but I say you were manifesting and creating using uh, the source of love and compassion and goodwill within you, and everything yes, listen, went I well. Asked. <laughs> you asked. I asked. You must when ask. When I got on the plane, right? I asked, "What? How did that happen?" How did everything like work like clockwork and you know like like gears that were meshing perfectly? And I was told you named that you wanted a day of heaven on earth. And I thought, whoa! If that's true, the next time I have a chock full day, I'm going to make that same prayer. And then the second time I did it, I thought to myself, I'm not waiting for another chock full day. I'm asking every day for a day Absolutely. of heaven on earth for every, me yes. and everyone I come in contact with. Beautiful, beautiful, and it really works. (laughs) Aside from being wonderful, it's exciting to to feel joy and to have your needs met in a purposeful way and to give out into the world this energy for others to try to start to, to live in it. To be in it, mm-hmm. and and uh, you, you, I do have a question. I must ask you: Why do you say there is no more karma? Because when you are in the place where you don't need to keep score of your neighbor because you're not worried about them getting more than you, right? You're not worried about mm-hmm. them getting something that they didn't deserve. You're not worried about them, uh, you know, being punished for speeding because it cut you off. Whatever it is, okay. But when you're in this place where you're not keeping score and you don't care, it's all right. whether yeah. then there is no more karma. And the thing is, in 5D, because there's no polarity, we don't need karma because mm-hmm. there's no score keeping. There is no right or wrong or good or bad. So what would you like readers to take away with them after reading Waking Up in 5D? Because there's a tremendous amount of wonderful information. It's very uh, complete and it's very complex, and I have lived through many of the um much, most of, of the examples and information you share, and uh, it's very well done. So what do you want them to take Thank away? You. The number one thing I, thing I want people to know is that getting into your fifth dimensional place, this place of connection with the divine, is a gradual thing that you will move into that state and feel amazing, and then you'll slide back down, make a few mistakes, mm-hmm. and you'll slide yes. back up. So the most important thing is to know this transformation that we're going through isn't going to happen in the blink of an eye like we thought or like we were anticipating. Enough of us are going to do this gradual into it and then slip back, into it and slip back to the point that maybe we will hit critical mass and we'll take everyone with us. But we're 
first going to do Maureen, this it's been happening all our life. And it's every situation is not random. It's been up an opportunity for us to begin to know this inner world and inner energy. And it's it's going to go on forever. We are going to be no. evolving and creating forever. Oh, yes, indeed. We're all going to continue to evolve and create forever. And that's the cool we're not going to lose. And we're not going backwards. <laughs> I want to thank you, Maureen J. St. Germain, for sharing a comprehensive look at possibilities for recognizing and achieving shifts from three-dimensional living to a completely new reality and awareness of our energy and a world beyond what many conceive life to be living with harmonious and loving intentions and to permanently anchor ourselves in the joy, love, and kindness of 5D. For more information and to purchase this book, go to MaureenStGermain.com or Amazon.com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, Maureen J. St. Germain has shared with us much of what is happening on the planet and to each of us, whether we are consciously aware of it or not. First of all, she says, the liberation has occurred. We are now in the implementation phase, which will take a long time. As we continue to move from the third dimension to the fifth dimension, moving past the emotions and mass-controlled mindset of society, we realize who we are and the many blessings that are available to us. Maureen wrote, The most important action for you to recognize is who you are and that as a being carrying a spark of the divine you have a right to demand that all of the forces of heaven support you in every aspect of your life remember that when you face some obstacle that appears real demand that it be cleared and removed meditate regularly and relax the hard part is over are you in it's up to you Maureen and I would ask you to remember as well that we appreciate the beauty of life and love and master the emotions that we feel and that our others are sending our way uh, for communicating loving thoughts, words, feelings, and actions are the signs of moving towards the light and truth of all existence. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, and I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to read about and listen to leaders in the field of spirituality, science, medicine, psychology, metaphysics, and the arts and music, who share insights into our ever-evolving life force. Shows may also be heard on DreamVision7Radio.com and WebTalkRadio.net. Thank you.